I am Jenny and I'm an alcoholic. Everybody, a warm up back for Stan. I feel so honored. You're red. All right. Um, I'm nervous tonight because uh, they said I got to talk about whatever I wanted. And then somebody mentioned more about alcoholism, which is maybe my favorite part of the book. Um, because I started drinking, I don't know, a bunch of, like, skater kids. They're all sort of delinquent. It was normal to drink a bunch of malt liquor and get really goofy and do some illegal things. <laughs> it was a good time. So, um, my first years of sobriety, it was, like, I don't know, it's like other normal kids and teenagers just being just drinking way too much, you know, and, um, it became a problem for me pretty early on, and when I say problem, I say people really pissed off at me, um, blacking out, um, and my blackouts proceeded throughout my sobriety, or <laughs> throughout my drinking, and that was one thing that I just wanted to stop. I didn't know what alcoholism was, but I tried all these different things to make it stop. I just, all I wanted to do was have fun and not black out, and I used other substances to help me drink more without blacking out, which was not sustainable and is, um, and another thing, but um, I want to say something useful. I also want to sound good because I'm an alcoholic and I'm self-centered. So I'm praying a lot in this in this moment. Um, so forgive me. But like I said, I didn't know what alcoholism was, but I knew that I was trying every different way to stop letting my life spin out of control. You know, losing jobs, losing places to live. All my favorite people who loved me dearly had to cut me off because I was, as it says in the book, like alcoholics, alcoholics are just too heartbreaking to watch us kill ourselves. And um, they just couldn't do it anymore, you know. And I kept changing my life in ways to accommodate my alcoholism. I got a DUI, I crashed my car, no more car. Moved to San Francisco, don't need a car, right? <laughs> and, um, of course, moving to San Francisco, <laughs> needless to say, accelerated my, my drinking. And, um, yeah, I wanted to gain control, but alcoholics, we never gain, we gain control of our drinking and pitiful and incomprehensible demoralization. The huge things that got me here was I just wanted to be a good kid, a good daughter, you know, a good employee, a good friend. But I couldn't. I just kept fucking it up over and over and it was so demoralizing. It was so I was filled with so much shame and guilt and remorse and I just couldn't stop the cycle. But I didn't know, I didn't know about Alcoholics Anonymous. I too had that, you hear a lot, like you think of it's 
an old man under a bridge in trench coat, you know, <laughs> but that was not, um, obviously not what I found when I got here. Um, I lost my last job. My I mean, I was like, I was unemployable for the last year on my drinking and I lost my place to live, living with people who, um, knew me my entire life, who really cared about me and rented a room to me. And they just, they couldn't handle me anymore, leaving the stove on in the middle of the night, bringing strangers into the house, um, losing my keys, you know, constantly. Um, and they asked me to leave, and my dad, thank God, he cut me off too. He said, I'll come, I'll meet you, I'll buy you a meal, we'll sit down and have a meal, I'll give you maybe money for a pack of cigarettes, and that's it. You're on your own, you know? And I'm so grateful that he did that because otherwise I don't know if I could have been so desperate as to take this next step and to join Alcoholics Anonymous um, and to find the recovery that I had today. Um, the beginnings of a journey. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they were asking me to leave and I... I, I, I happened to hang out at this coffee shop on Valencia Street um, near 24th. And there is a Salvation Army right on the corner. And these guys would hang out with me, smoke cigarettes, and drink coffee all day. And um, they became my friends. But they never talked to me about alcoholism. But one night in that last week of my drinking, one of them came out with me and saw how I drank. And that was like, it was in, almost immediate. It was within like my last drunk and like a few days before when he saw that and he said, if you ever need help stop drink to stop drinking, I know a place that can help you. And um, it was, you know, it was just like, I see the stars align, the universe was there for me. My higher power was waiting for me to come here and to get to find recovery, you know, and I went to my first meeting, and it was all, it was just, it was late night, and it was in Boyle Heights, and I just remember these women meeting one another, and just, with such joy, genuine joy, and um, hugging one another, and I hadn't had anybody treat me that way in so long, you know, it was, I'm emotional. I get really caught up in that. That I can see it. I can see the door and the woman, and um, I wanted that. I wanted whatever it was, you know. I wanted. I wanted to be that woman that was a good friend and a good daughter and had joy in her life. And um, so I went in, and I saw just so many different types of people. It was a candlelight meeting, so I didn't see them very well, but I hit, I hit in the back, and I was, I, I just didn't know what was going on. So if you're new and you don't know what is going on, that's normal. <laughs> um, and somebody talked to me after the meeting, and they said, um, I didn't even raise my hand, I think, and they're, I think they recognized they'd never seen me before and asked me, you know, asked me my name and welcomed me, you know, and asked me, what meeting are you going to tomorrow? And I said, I don't know. And they gave me a schedule. I said, I'm going to this meeting tomorrow. And they highlighted some other meetings that they go to and gave me their phone number. 
So I went to a meeting that next night, and um, and I kept doing that every night. You know, they told me to go as many meetings as you can and stay somewhere in between and know the next meeting you're going to and um, get a lot of phone numbers and call a lot, you know, just call people when you want to drink and get a sponsor and start the steps. And, you know, basically until we find a higher power that will remove this um, obsession to drink. And I did that. I got a sponsor right away. I had my little crew of friends that I hung out with. And um, we went from meeting to meeting. And it's just great, like, to find that camaraderie and to find people like my people. You know, people that look like me and act like me and those that didn't, you know. Like, I came here and I found a bunch of punk rockers and I was like, yeah, all right. All right, I'm cool, <laughs> you know, like some of my people are here. And um, and I'd already had a sense of a higher power earlier in life, like this feeling of universe and connectedness, and I was able to tap back into that pretty quickly, which I'm really two minutes, Jenny. Cool. Thank you. And um, I just did what they suggested, you know, and it hasn't been easy. Um, it's been, I've been through a lot in sobriety. I haven't had a drink since that meeting, and that meeting was over 15 years ago. And I've seen, I've seen a lot of heartbreak in my life. <laughs> and, but I know if I just keep coming back here and keep reaching my hand out to that person I don't know, you know, like somebody did to me, like, oh, I haven't seen you before. You know, maybe they're too scared to raise their hand, like me. And maybe they did. And I like, you know, like, that's what keeps me here. That's why I go to meetings is to help others. And when I'm having a hard time, you know, that's, that's the meetings are here for us to find recovery. And then also to help others find recovery. That's why we have meetings. And, um, and to share our experience you know, I, I have chronic pain. I've had to take pain medication. Um, and I, I do what people suggested in the program, you know, have somebody hold it. I, that wasn't necessary. Take it as prescribed, you know, and that I was never fearful that that was going to harm my sobriety because I did what others told me, which has been done before. And that's the key to, again, why we have meetings is we share what's worked for us. Um, with you know the 12 steps it's an amazing program if you're here and you're new please stick around um, like I said we're here for you and I hope something I've said today has been useful thank you good evening my name is Stan B and I am a real alcoholic and I want to thank the Lord is it Laura invited me I don't see her oh this <laughs> thank you very much Oh, thank you are for inviting me, and it's an honor. And thank you, Jenny, for that wonderful share. I appreciate that. And uh, so, so God is a trip. The spirit of the universe is a trip because I didn't know you were going to read more about alcoholism because I pulled out my book, and I was going to talk about that a little bit, which I still will. But uh, yeah, don't get it twisted now because the alcoholic is a strange beast, and science ain't going to never figure this shit out. 
So basically what happened to me was I took a drinking and hit when I was 16, and the next day I knew I was fucking 50 years old. Oh, ooh. <laughs> what, what happened? What, what happened? Oh, uh, 30-something years I was, I was drinking and using, and the alcoholic is such a strange beast. How can you do all that shit that you do? You know, for years after years and months after months and weeks after weeks and keep losing jobs and keep wrecking cars and keep getting into relationships and people leaving you and your family don't want nothing to do with you and you can't figure out that it might have a, you might have an alcohol problem. Nah. And they, they kept telling me, Stanley, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Uh, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> It ain't the alcohol because we live in the United States of America. It's a party nation and it's the weekend and everybody's doing that. And I ain't not going to talk about, I ain't no, I am not going to not drink and use with everybody else. What are you going to do that? It's somewhere between 16 and, 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 and 50, maybe around, a, no, in mid twenties, I was, I was doing okay with it, I thought, and then I got to my 30s, and man, that shit started kicking my ass, man. And I kept, I kept, I used to work at Del Monte Cannery in Emeryville back in the 80s. I was pulling down almost $800 a week, you know, and you know how much money that was, like, like compared to now? I would get paid on Wednesday and Thursday. I was freaking broke. And I did that. I did that every summer, every season. The same ass shit. And I kept saying, if, it, if I could not go up to the Oaks Bar and take a drink, you know, just for that first paycheck, if I could get right by that one, Maybe I can save some money and have a good life, but I can never freaking do it. I can every every season the same shit happened, and all I had was a check stub and hungover and just out of my freaking mind. And I could not figure out that I had a problem with alcohol, and that's alcoholism. I'll read that again. Countless vain attempts to prove that we can drink like other people. And they did that to the gates of insanity and freaking death. Because I didn't want to stop, man. I wanted to beat the shit. Because I had a huge freaking ego, right? And I was young and good looking. And I could not be an alcoholic, man. I'm too young. I'm too young. And boy, between that. 16 and 50, I hit about uh, nine treatment programs. Well, I got to ask you a question. How could you land in treatment? In treatment? With a whole bunch of alcoholics and addicts. Yeah. In a building. <laughs> You're there for alcoholism and drug addiction. And you can't figure out you got a problem with alcohol. <laughs> you out your freaking mind, man. <laughs> You're freaking insane. And they 
that, man. I'm like, I, 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 I just want to hurry up and get this 30 days or 90 days, depending on which treatment program that you're in, so I can move on with my life. And they kept telling me, you just want to move on to some more drinking and using. And so, being that I was an actor, which was part of my profession, you know, I skated through all those programs, and I got me about maybe eight or nine, no, maybe seven certificates of completion. You know, I, I feel I could put that on my wall, because I'm an expert of, of alcoholism, but I ain't never worked a step. I ain't never got a sponsor. <laughs> you know, I, I kicked out a couple of programs, you know, and I could, I could, I, no, it, no, uh-uh, uh, it's because I'm black. Yeah, it's racism, man. I'm black, I'm a good-looking black man with green eyes, and the world don't recognize my freaking talent, man! <laughs> That's what it really is! How did you lose that job? Because it's racism! No, it's that pint of liquor you drank before you went on the job. <laughs> and you walk by the supervisor and the supervisor hey, hey, I smell alcohol. Have you been drinking? Oh, no, 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 no. That's just some cough medicine. <laughs> no, no. This is me. Most of us have been unwilling to admit we are alcoholics. How come you can't admit that? How come you can't fully concede to your innermost self that you've got this problem? Well, I mean, deep down inside, nobody wants to be an alcoholic. I mean, that, I understand that. You know, it's it's shame based. When when I got when I got into those programs that you know they would put us in these big ass vans and take us to meetings, right? And then they always sit me by the window, and we ride down the boulevard, right? Project 90 Recovery Home. I mean, this shit was embarrassing as fuck. I'm, 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 I'm by the window doing this. I don't want nobody seeing me trying to get well. I didn't I didn't freaking get it. And it took a I mean, I was lucky. I, 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 barely, I barely made it through to Alcoholics Anonymous. By the skin of my freaking teeth. I had a problem with God. First step, second step. Okay, uh, my life's in medical because I'm here. I, 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 I get that. Uh, you say I'm insane. Uh, restore the sanity. Maybe. Okay, I'll turn my will and my life to the care of God. Oh hell no. Uh uh Because that's a mean son of a bitch. I don't like that God. So I had a real problem turning my life over to this. This. This mean ass deity, because I had been indoctrinated by a whole bunch of religions. I mean, I've been through every religion you can think of. You know, so. I couldn't change my perception of it. It was very difficult. But oh, wait a minute! One more other thing too. I've been to detox for about twenty four times. <laughs> I look back at this shit, it's hilarious. It wasn't hilarious going through that shit. But I always found a program. I always hit a bottom. I knew where to go to, like, dry out. I'm from the old school. Meetings makers make it. Yeah. 
And them old men back in the day, boy, shit, boy, they wasn't no joke. You work the steps to die, motherfucker. That's the, yeah, hell yeah, work the steps to die. Oh, you ain't ready. You still got to watch. I mean, I, I did so many horrible, low-life, skanky-ass things under the influence of alcohol and drugs. And alcohol made me graduate. And I got my full-fledged card, a crack card. Uh, I got a crack, crack carrying, had a crack habit behind alcoholism. God damn! And I mean, oh, don't smoke no crack. <laughs> and boy, and all that shit sent me, man, to to the to the bottom, to hell. It sent me to hell, man. And I treated my mother so I stole from my mother. I stole from my grandparents. I stole from my sister. I pawned everything I, I, that they owned. This is this is alcoholism. Seriously, this is alcoholism. It's a horrible, horrible disease. What it's doing is trying to kill your ass. That's why they're so hard on you when they come in uh, and says, "May you find God. May you find Him now." We beg of you. We beg of you to be fearless and fearful from the very start. They knew what the fuck they were talking about. This shit will kill your ass. Or make you live the most miserable life that you, if you're a real alcoholic, it'll make you live the most miserable life you could possibly. Oh, Lord have mercy. I don't know. I, 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 I so there's a, some spirit of the universe was watching out for me the whole damn time. I miss going to prison several times by the skin of my freaking teeth. Yes. I had miracles happen. I was out in East Palo Alto trying to buy. I was on alcohol. I noticed they are trying to buy crack with food stamps. Ended up getting my ass whooped. They stole my food stamps and beat the shit out of my ass. I left out of there with an extra forehead. <laughs> They took my keys to my car or my truck. I had a little El Camino. It was my grandfather's. I went, oh, shit. And everybody's running around. Where, where's your car at? Where's your car at? I went, oh, man. Yeah, deep in East Palo Alto. In the hood. I'm all by myself. Everything calmed down for a minute. I got into the El Camino. And they, oh, what the hell am I going to do now? I hit the ignition key without the key. The fucking truck started up. Started up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit like that that kept happening to me. Yes. Oh, man. Crazy. Crazy shit. I have a van. A big green Dodge 1969 van. I was feeling real good one day. I said, I drove down to my partner Dickie's house, who's sober now. You know, I got me a half a pint. Said, that ain't gonna hurt me. And when I got down there, that booze hit me in my stomach. And it was crack time. And I, he lived by the crack area, and I drove this hill. It was called Junkie Hill. I drove up there, and they came out with all these crack rocks. 
I said, man, no, no, get away from me. I'm, I'm trying to change my life. And the guy came up and said, I want to borrow your van and I'll give you all these rocks. Now, I said, I looked at him, I said, yeah, you got to be crazy. You want to take my van and give me these rocks? Crazy man. And I got to tell you, the disease of alcoholism is a trip. Because it was a strange feeling watching this complete stranger drive off in the sunset in my freaking van. That kind of shit. Over and over again. I kept doing that kind of stuff. And somehow, I got my van back. <laughs> but wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It worked so well, I did it again. <laughs> wait a minute, but it wasn't funny then. It wasn't funny then. Because when I got sober. Got 20 minutes. When I got sober, I had a whole lot of amends to make. I, you know, I got sober in Atlanta, you know, Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, sure did. And uh, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of white folks. Yeah. I hated white folks. I hated, I hated gays and lesbians. Hated them. And when I got into recovery, it was white men and lesbian women that were trying to help my crazy ass. Oh shit, that fucked me up. <laughs> Didn't want nothing from me. Just wanted to help me get sober. I had Barry Bonds' father, Bobby Bonds, was one of my sponsors. <laughs> Joe, Joe de San Mateo picked me up and took me to Sausalito, walked me across the beach and was talking about recovery. I was trying to talk about Willie Mays and baseball. He didn't want to talk about that. He wanted to talk about recovery. And I still didn't get it. This is the disease of alcoholism. It centers in the mind. Yeah, it is. It's a spiritual freaking malady. The alcoholic is a very sick, sick, sick animal. And I, and I believe I, I inherited alcohol isn't for my fact that alcohol in my family. Yeah, I got alcohol. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Uncle Donnie. I mean, uh, I mean, Uncle Lewis, uh, my father. I was running around uh, getting loaded and picking up women with my dad. You know, it just just horrible shit. I mean, it's, this is this is like uh, you know, your parents are not supposed to do that. You know, with their kids. You know, that was that. But he was sick. He had a big heart, but he was sick. And my mother was so hurt that I was running around with him that she knew. She tried to protect me the whole damn time. And I'm very, very fortunate. I got a brother that's doing life in prison. He's trying to get out. He, he's been there for 25, 26 years since the 90s. Through this disease, his first parole hearing is December 11th. And shit, that could have been my ass. See, I, I, it's this, 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 this God thing is a freaking mystery. You know, and don't worry about that God word either. Because it's good only in the direction of a group of drunks. It's every, anything you want to call it. You can call it Susan if you want. That's the great thing about Alcoholics Anonymous. 
Shit, you probably got me your own conception. I didn't know I could do that. I didn't know I could do that. I followed my uncle into a a, a religion that was uh, mostly cult-like, you know, the Kingdom Hall of Jehovah's Witnesses. I spent two years there and got kicked the fuck out. <laughs> Got this fellowship and nobody would talk to me. It was fucking horrible. I hated God. And it took a lot, took a lot of work, a lot of stuff, work, man, to start forgiving people, man. I didn't realize this book is powerful. You gotta you gotta realize that other people are spiritually sick as well. Oh, really? Yeah, man. Yeah. And they just human beings just like you. And they just doing the, they just doing what they do. <laughs> all the, I mean, they just doing what I had to let all I had to forgive everybody for every freaking thing, man. Because it wasn't for them. It was for me. That's what I learned in Alcoholics Anonymous. It wasn't for them. It was for me. So I could heal. But it took a lot of work. A lot of work. Because sometimes, shit, look here, I don't want to scare anybody. You can go 10 years sober and find out your ass ain't sober. This is how deep this, this, is how deep this disease is, man. Yeah, so don't get it twisted at all. If you want us, <laughs> oh, you can, and you know what? Whatever, every time I relapsed, didn't nobody try to stop me. Good news of Alcoholics Anonymous is that you're responsible for your own recovery. The bad news is you're responsible for your own recovery. Ooh-wee. That's some powerful shit, huh? I met some powerful people in these rooms. Yeah, I had some great, I had some great, great sponsors. My 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 my, my last sponsor. He passed a few years ago, Buddy J. Great, wonderful, beautiful, beautiful soul. Uh, uh, every time I called him, he said, okay, let's meet. And when he passed, I went to his memorial because I knew I had to speak. And when I got there, I couldn't even speak because he had about 100 sponsees. I said, how did he do that shit? <laughs> so, I mean, this is, all, this is all spiritual. All of it. You know, and it's broad and roomy, and it's over to anyone who's willing to believe. You know, so sometimes I call it Mother, Father, God. Sometimes I call it the all in all, you know, or the great spirit. And it saved me from uh, incomprehensible demoralization and death. And death. See, I, I've never learned how to. Uh, oh, excuse me, I'm 70 years old right now. I'm going on 71. Uh, my sobriety birthday is September 25th, so I'm coming up on 21 years. That's a freaking miracle. That's a freaking miracle. And, and I don't even know if I can take credit for it. I just heard. Uh, Keep coming back, no matter what. Even if you drink and use again, keep coming back. And so it ain't even about it ain't even about uh, how much time you got. 
It's 24 hours, baby. 24 hours. I got the same amount of time as everybody else here. 24 hours. Because I'm, I'm still crazy. If I stop doing this shit, I'm cussing somebody the fuck out. <laughs> you know, fuck you, man. Ooh, wait a minute. <laughs> And I did that too about a month ago. Because I'm running a business meeting. One of the trustees at the in between. I'm running a business meeting. We went. <laughs> and he said something to me, man. And I said, I said, fuck you. <laughs> you bitch ass motherfucker. <laughs> you know, and I felt powerful and justified. It was justified anger, right? The book talks about that shit. I used to love that shit. And I went home and I felt good about doing that and standing up for myself. And I went to sleep and I woke up and I felt like shit. Oh, I felt like shit, man. Oh, oh my God. He didn't deserve that. What are you doing, Stanley? Man, I text him six o'clock in the morning. Man, I'm sorry, man. You didn't deserve that, man. I apologize. I apologize from the bottom of my heart. And one second later, he called back. He called, called me. He said, yeah, man, I'm sorry, too. I apologize, too. <laughs> this, is the, this is the program of Alcoholics Anonymous. This is, there's no place on earth like this. I can't go to any church and share like this. Can't go nowhere. Nowhere. I, you know, I'm a part of a Buddhist sect right now, and uh, I, I take what I need from there and leave it to rest, you know, because they got their doctrinal issues, too, and they tried to pull me into that shit. I said, man, I've been through that shit before, man. Uh, we're the only ones and shit like that, right? We're the only true. And I said, for shit, man, fuck you bullshit, man. <laughs> no, it ain't. <laughs> that, was, that was pissed off. I said, no, it ain't. <laughs> but uh, you know, but I, I stopped. I don't. I don't debate that shit with people anymore. I, I had to. Where's the yeah, twelve by twelve? I had to. I got it here somewhere. Here it is. See, I got. I've had these books, man, for twenty years. Uh, uh, I've, I've resigned from the. I've, I've resigned. Resigned from the debating society. But where the hen and the egg came first, your ass don't know. Some of this shit ain't, is only God's business. It ain't none of my business. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to play God no more. That, that, that shit's shit. You ever look at the galaxy, the universe, and there's galaxies and universes upon galaxies and universes. This shit don't never fucking stop. You can't understand that fucking shit. You just drop through some place. <laughs> you know, and and I, I, I'm smart. I want you to, my ego wants me to let you know I'm smart, you know, and I'm right. And all I did was get into arguments. This, this, these, books are divine, these books are divinely inspired, man. You know, I'm 70 years old, still learning how to, to, to have a relationship with a lady. Because I've always wanted to be a pimp. You got, you got 10 minutes. I'm always going to be a player because well, and they told me because I was light skinned and green eyes and curly hair that that you know I'm a player. But you know what? I, I was never a player. 
I always got played. <laughs> you know, these these images and these false masks that we that we put on, right? This this look good, this this stage character, right? You know, you meet someone at AA campus and you got your look good on, you, you know, you you know what I y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Instead of just being yourself. Yeah, because yourself gonna come out anyway. You know, you might as well do it off the top. Just be yourself. You know, don't try to force anything. I mean, this is a div divinely inspired program. I mean, it's if it's meant to be, it's gonna meant to be. You know, and if it's not meant to be, it's not. Yeah, hey, shit, man, look here. I, I, uh, uh, this is this is the spirit of the universe. Uh, I'm black sheep of the family. Man, I'm, the, I'm the one that drinking drugs. Nobody else is really doing this shit except my father, and you know, but in my immediate mother and uh, uncle's circle and her, and her sisters and aunts, they weren't doing this shit, man. So I just sold it up five years before she died or transformed. And guess who got the family home? Yeah. Yeah, me. Yeah, me. I was the most irresponsible boob on planet Earth. I didn't know anything about paying no bills and the mortgage and garbage and all that. I, I had to grow up quick. But I got the family home. That's amazing. And I still got it. Yeah. And I thought I was going to lose it. I almost lost it about three times. And something happened right at the end where it was on uh, 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 the, the, not Alameda County when they, the foreclosure, they was going to foreclose on the house. And I, something happened right, right a week before, the week before it was going to happen, or three days before it was going to happen, I, I met somebody that stopped them right in their tracks. Bam! It was like God said, no. So what I'm saying is to you that if it's yours and the Supreme Being wants you to have it, there ain't a damn thing nobody can do to take it from you. Am I preaching? <laughs> Shit, he gave me 40 minutes. <laughs> Shit. But also, I'm going to tell you, man, it's a divine comedy, too. My guy's a stand-up comedian. I can talk to God about anything that I used to do and still do sometimes that I ain't supposed to be doing or thinking. Yeah. You can talk to your heart about any freaking thing because your higher power already fucking know. <laughs> See, you can't run and you can't hide. So, yeah, I've been very fortunate and very blessed. I got one of them friends like Sandra G there. Uh, I, I got a real good support group. Um, my sponsor now is a woman. Uh, I get along with women better than I do men for some reason. I don't know shit. Women, women are deep people. Uh, oh, I gotta say this before I, we we close out. I got five minutes. I honor all women in recovery. I think it's harder for women to recover than men because you have children and etc. 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 It really is. And my 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 hats. 
is off to you and I bow to you for that, for recovery, because yeah, I, I, that's that's my personal opinion. That's my personal experience. And we in recovery are like, ooh, solid, man. So, uh, four minutes left. I'm a musician. Oh, five. I'm a musician. I have one CD out. I did 15 years ago. Came out in 06. And I haven't been able to do another one because I got caught up trying to keep this house. So I um, I was doing film work for a company and that went south and I ended up driving a cab <laughs> like I used to do in the 80s when I was picking up uh, 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 clients and they were paying me in drugs. <laughs> but I ended up driving a cab again. You know, I've been there for 10 years, and I said I'm going to do it for one year. <laughs> You're doing it for 10. And uh, all my clients are senior citizens. And a woman in the program, when I first got the job, for some reason, she said, your, your clients are going to be senior citizens. And that's what I got. All seen, I don't even need dispatch anymore. Yeah, I don't have to go out there and hustle. They call me on my phone, and dispatch is pissed off. <laughs> Trying to start some shit. You know, so, but yeah, filed a complaint on me to the boss. You know, and the boss said he pays his gate every week. <laughs> He's never missed one. What are you crying about? But it could be racism, it could be jealousy, it could be all those things that we deal with as human beings. And uh, and all human beings got this, you know, from uh, everybody, from Biden on down, Trump on down, everybody got, you know, everybody, hey, listen here, man, uh, shit, I'm into the program, man. I ain't into politics and all that bullshit, man, they got big crazy as fuck, both sides. You know, because a man, my friend called me when Trump became president. He was pissed off. He said, I'm pissed off. Trump is president. Lord. I said, he said, what you going to do? I said, I'm going to go to a meeting. What you going to do? About two minutes. Two minutes? So, the, okay, anyway, the moral of that story is Trump ain't your goddamn problem, man. Alcohol is. <laughs> Neither is Biden, ain't your problem. My problem's right here in my heart, in my gut. I got to, man, I got to clean myself, man. I can't, I can't afford to hate nobody. Nobody, not even him. Because that kills my freaking soul, man. That does damage to my soul. That's a spiritual malady. I'm telling you, man. Spirit, this, if you're an alcoholic, you better stop that shit. That shit will send your ass back to the bar. You keep doing that shit. I've seen it. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen people get angry enough to take a drink. I After multiple years and sponsoring people, and the anger took them out. Pissed off at God. Pissed off at the... Man, I'm I'm scared. <laughs> shit I, I, 
Zoom, I go to three meetings a day on Zoom, but ain't shit because I was doing that when the meetings were, were live. Because meetings makers make it. Meetings makers make it. If you don't feel, if you if you feel like you don't want to go, you better take you better take your ass to a meeting. It doesn't matter. Go to a meeting. Go to a meeting. Because the alcoholic is a sick animal. It's a disease. It's disease. And it, it ain't no cure. We recover. We get recovered. There's no cure. You take a drink after 20 years, it'd be like your ass never stopped. That's how cold-blooded it is. You'll, you'll pick up right where your ass left off. How do I know? I've done it. I've got periods of sobriety. Picked up a drink again. And that shit was like I never stopped. It was horrible. This disease is a cold-blooded SOB. And uh, I'm going to stop preaching. <laughs> Y'all can pass the hat now. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm Stan B. I'm an alcoholic, and I'm out with that. Thank you. <laughs>